All right, you guys, guess what? This is an episode that I know you guys have all been waiting for since we posted a picture of our secret weapon wearing Don't Be All Up in My Perineum. If you haven't seen the post, go scroll back on our Instagram. We have Brian, who is our secret secret weapon. Julie started calling him that, I don't know, forever ago. (laughs) And he he has... He really is. He has proven it. So we today are going to be recording an episode about Brian. And Brian is the voice of our intro on our podcast. We have a review and Julie is the best review reader. We all know this. I can't read. She can. (laughs) So Julie, go ahead and read a review. I hope you picked a big one. I think strategically, you probably pick the big ones knowing that I can't read them. Yeah, that's exactly what I, <laughs> what I do, actually. Yeah, I, I pick I, the bigger ones and leave the smaller ones hope. for you. I always hope. <laughs> we have so many. Like, I don't even think we're going to get through them all. So I'm trying to pick more recent ones because I know that you pick older ones. And so I feel like we have maybe a little bit of both worlds in our review reading. All right. This review is from Apple Podcasts, and it's from Carrie.Vic. So we can totally Facebook stalk her if necessary. And her title is OMG, the best, the best VBAC resource out there. And then she says, thank you so much to Julie and Megan for this podcast. I began listening to it right after my C-section in August 2018. Then when I found out I was pregnant in June 2020, I re-listened to every episode. So much information. So much positivity and hope. I had my VBAC on 211. That's February 11th. That was just this year. And I don't think I could have done it without the VBAC link. This podcast helped me ensure I had the most supportive birth team and provider, provided so much useful information. And all of these mamas made me truly believe in my capability to do this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you a million. Sending so much love to all you mamas out there. Heart emoji. <laughs> I love the heart emojis. I love the reviews. I love Carrie.Vic from Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. And congratulations on your VBAC. Yay. Congrats. Congrats. I love when we hear the reviews and we don't have to go spam. So if you leave a review or if you have left us a review and then gone out to have your baby, let us know how things are going because... Yeah, we kind of stalk you on Facebook, not on like Facebook, Facebook, on our Facebook community to see because we love following up and hearing about the stories. So leave us a review. And if you have already had your baby, drop us an email or tag us on Facebook and let us know. Yeah, because like, oh. we really need closure on these things. <laughs> like the ones from last year that you read, I'm like, oh my gosh, they had their baby like eight months ago. Like, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> closure is always good. <laughs> yes. Okay, without further ado, we're going to have Brian give us the intro. All right, here comes the music. You are tuned in to the VBAC Link Podcast with Julie Frankham and Megan Heaton, VBAC moms, doulas, and educators here to help you get inspired for birth after having had a C-section. Together, they have created a robust VBAC preparation course along with this uplifting podcast for women who are preparing for their VBAC. Although these episodes are VBAC specific, they encourage all expectant moms to listen and educate themselves on how to avoid a cesarean from the get-go. The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is not meant to replace advice from any other qualified medical professional. Here are your hosts, hosts, Julie Julie and Megan, Megan, after we hear from today's sponsor. (laughs) Yay! I love it. I love it. it. (laughs) 
Brian, yeah. Brian's amazing. I call him our secret weapon because like he is uh and he he's our very first like person that we ever paid to do anything from the VBAC link. And he literally saved my life because I, when we first started, I was editing our podcast episodes using a free program that I downloaded. And every Tuesday night I would be in a rush trying to get, spend like two hours editing and, and trying to crop out ums every, <laughs> everywhere and, and putting the uh, intro and the exit there and get in the right spot and get it uploaded and get everything posted in time for a Wednesday podcast runs. And then Megan connected us with Brian and Megan, you're gonna have to tell the story because I don't even remember how you guys met. But then he like literally saved up two hours of my week and like I that's why he's our secret weapon. But not only that, he's our video guy. He records the videos for our courses and we also give him a whole bunch of random audio video stuff to do here and there for us. So he's called our secret weapon because he's saved our lives and we want to keep him nice, quietly tucked away in our own little package so nobody else can use him because he's ours. <laughs> Brian, you belong to us. Yep. <laughs> we will lock you in the in a dungeon with a computer <laughs> and some audio equipment just in case you ever decide you want and, to. And honestly, stop Julie, editing. that what what you described, Julie, just cutting out the ums, that's that's pretty much what I do. That's the bulk of it. Yeah. I mean, because there are so many, really. Because um, me and Megan don't know how to not say um. Well, it's, I mean, everybody says, um, I know it, it's just a natural, normal part of speaking, but, mm -hmm. but when you're trying to present it in as a podcast, you want to sound as pro as you can yeah. and, and cutting mm -hmm. out those ums is, is working towards that goal. Yeah. And, and, yes. and then not saying, um, is a, like another step. Yeah. <laughs> it's another yeah. level. Maybe when we're grown up, we'll stop seeing them. It's seriously <laughs> one of the most hard, it's the hardest things for me. What's funny though, is I don't recognize myself saying, um, or, um, but I totally recognize like anybody else saying, I'm like, oh my mm -hmm. gosh, that person says, like, I recognize ums more, but in myself, I don't. And I don't, I don't know why that's a problem. Until Brian sends us a message that says, you guys like, are saying, can you guys um, drop the um, yeah. <laughs> So just pay attention. And then we're like texting each other during podcast episodes and saying, oh my gosh, I'm saying um so much. But I've learned that I replace it with so. Uh -huh. Or and. <laughs> and and. Yeah. yeah. And so. <laughs> that's awesome. And that's okay. Um, that's okay too. Yeah. So let's get going. <laughs> Um, okay. we see there. I did. Oh my gosh. I just said it. Yep. You probably have to edit that out. Because, I'll leave that one in. Yeah. You can leave that one in. Cause, um, oh my gosh, now I'm going to be so hyper aware oh my of my, oh, this is not going to okay, go well. So I was just <laughs> reflecting back on how I got a hold of Brian and I feel like, okay, so yeah. Anyway, so I had a client and he does like video and then his wife does sound and, um, I, and I asked her, like, I sent her a text or something. I was like, Hey, do you know any about anybody? Or, you know, do you know any? And she was like, yeah. And I can't remember if she sent Brian to me directly or if she sent me to someone else, but I'm pretty sure she sent. Well, that was, him. you're talking about Michaela, right? Michaela. Yeah. Yeah. So Michaela knew you, right? Like I thought she sent me directly to you. Yeah. Cause I, like, yeah, I, I, I work, someone. I work at the, uh, the NPR station here in Salt Lake City. And yeah. Michaela does as well. She she's a weekender. 
And I knew that that's how I know her and she still yes. does work there and I still do work there. So we still don't do know each other. Yes. And yes. so she, she approached me and she asked me if I was interested in helping out some friends of hers start a podcast or do a podcast or something. I don't know if she just didn't have the details or, or just didn't give me the details, but I had no idea what anything was yeah. about. I just knew yeah. it was something about audio editing and a podcast. And I said, yeah, sure. You know, I, I'm, I love doing audio. And I love helping people if I can pursue what they want to pursue. You know, if I can help out, I'll help out, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to, to audio stuff, because I've been doing audio forever. And so I said, yeah. yeah, yeah, throw them at me, give them, give them my email, whatever, whatever happens, happens. And that just got the ball, the, the, uh, the ball rolling. Yeah. And yeah, then you she's... became our secret weapon. Yeah. She sent me your email. That's right. I was like, I was pretty sure it was direct. And then I sent it to you. And I remember like emailing you and it's such a big step for Julie and I, cause Julie was our editor before and she did a wonderful job, but she was tired of it. And like, we're not <laughs> so professional. We're not professional. Like it's well, not Brian can edit a podcast episode in 30 minutes. That takes me two hours well. to do. <laughs> yeah, unless we say um all them and then it's like two yes. hours. <laughs> but yeah, but no, like it was just such I don't know, the stars aligned just so perfectly. I just I forever be grateful for her and we are forever grateful for you, Brian. And we're so excited that you're with us. And, and that was really, when that was that was the fall fall of 2018. Yeah, yeah, about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you hadn't you hadn't done too many episodes before I came on board, right? I think we were like no. 30 episodes. I was going to say, I think it was 30 or 40. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We really hadn't done that many and they were a mess. They were <laughs> <laughs> Brian's like, um, you guys really need to find a studio. And I actually know one that might be available. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, and you need to have better audio. So we're just, <laughs> yeah, it's just been so awesome. And then we're like, oh, we're going to do this online course. Hey Brian, you know how to <laughs> you know how to do video? Yeah. yeah and you guys, nice. he spent an entire Sunday. Like it was like 10 in, hours. Yeah. With us in in a duplex, like an empty <laughs> duplex, yep. sitting there as we're just talking about like seriously, yeah, it was amazing. And yeah, it I, we just I'm so grateful for and you. Actually, and actually the, um, the videoing is the easy part. It's the, it's all the editing and post production yes. that takes forever. And so you know yes. so much about birth and cesareans and feedback and And you know you want to know the funny thing is is when I started when I started editing the podcast, I, I first of all didn't know it was a birth thing. I <laughs> it was just a podcast. <laughs> Seriously, I didn't I didn't, didn't had no idea. We didn't know. <laughs> What it was about <laughs> until I heard the first audio. I, I had okay, no idea, no idea what, what a V-back was. I had no yeah. idea what a V-back was. I had no idea what a doula was. I had to look that stuff up. But and now you know way more than you ever thought you would know. Oh, I know way birth. more than I way more than I thought I'd ever know. Probably way more than you care to know. Um, you could be. I want to read your bio me. really fast. Uh, you wrote out a really well thought out bio, and I want to. I want to read it because I think it kind of like is transitioning into what we're talking about right now. But I want you guys to know a little bit more about Brian. And then we can talk some more and share some really embarrassing stories and all of that fun stuff. But um, Brian is a SoCal native, um, which I just still don't know. Like, how, like, I did not know that about you. Megan probably didn't. Megan's a bigger people person than I am. But you moved to Salt Lake City in the summer of 2015. You were a lifelong musician, and we've seen some of your stuff on YouTube. Like, it's pretty amazing. 
You're an audio engineer since the early 90s, worked in radio, big time, nationally syndicated stuff, as well as small time local stuff as an engineer and on-air host since the mid 90s. He's currently an on-air host at 90.1 KUER NPR Utah, headquartered in Salt Lake City, heard throughout Utah and video editor in marketing at Salt Lake Community College. Did not also, I did not know that either. You run Humorless Productions, this is his business name, remote audio, video recording, and post-production, primarily concert recordings, primarily noisily, primarily, oh my gosh, how come I can't say those two words together? Primarily noisy, undergroundy, aggressive, electronic music, obviously oh not gosh. recording too many concerts these days. You're an avid skier, I didn't know that, avid road bike list, also knew that, and hardcore introvert also knew that. And let me tell you people, Brian's never married and has no kids. And so I just, I just, Brian is such, this is why I call him our secret weapon, right? He literally edits a birth podcast. He has never had kids. He has never seen somebody or helped somebody have a baby, but he's sitting over here being the biggest trooper for us. He came to our first birthday party and took pictures with us in our little made up photo booth. Mm -hmm. And he's just always so willing to help out. And it's just so, well, I don't know. I just think I mean, you're, you're a good quality, genuine guy. You just don't make people like you anymore. I don't when, know if that when makes you, when sense. You think about it, though, when you put yourself in my position, it, I mean, I don't, I don't really have to know anything about, about birth specifically. I'm just doing the audio. No. You yeah, know, that's true. I, I'm just, I just, I just pull it up on my computer and put in my editing program and start editing. At that point, it's not about birth; it's about audio, and it's about yeah. making making the people sound good. So, we, so we the, the podcast could be about anything, and I'm still going to do the same process. Yes, right. But at the same time, you are so willing to go the extra mile to do so many other things. In fact, even wearing your, you know, <laughs> get up out of my, my yeah. What <laughs> actually? Can we talk about that shirt? Um, I'm going to have it available in our VBAC link shop. So if you go to the vbaclink.com slash shop, you can see exactly what we're talking about and buy your own. Don't be all up in my perineum shirt straight from our VBAC shop. So by the time this episode airs, I will have it up there and live for you. And I'm pretty sure we can include a picture of Brian rocking it. In fact, that might just be our main product image. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So Brian, what got you into, I mean, you've been doing this for such a long time. Like what kind of like sparked your interest in this? Like as a yeah. kid, what did you do as a kid? Did you want to do stuff like this as a kid? Uh, like in editing and audio and video and no, that. I mean, as a kid, like as a teenager, I would ride my bike around the neighborhood or ride my bike just as much as I could. So that's always been a lifelong thing. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I started playing guitar at like 12 or 13 years old. And that pretty much instantly became my main focus forever. And mm -hmm. I, I wasn't good at it instantly. I wasn't like a prodigy, but I got fairly good at it in, in some, some short amount of time. And so I was, I was sort of a natural musician. It was just a language mm -hmm. that I understood. Yeah. It just came to you. And uh, it just kept it going, going and going from there. And I was in bands back in the eighties and which we didn't go anywhere. We didn't record anything, but I was always playing and I was always getting better. And I eventually, the first thing I did out of high school was went to a guitar school in Hollywood. It's like the premier West coast guitar school, the, uh, musicians Institute, the guitar Institute of technology I graduated in 1990. And from there, 
that that's what sort of got me interested in audio in in playing guitar and playing with bands and playing with other people and recording as well i was interested to know how exactly you know you you, you might you mic up a guitar and why does it sound different if you put put the mic here or if you put the mic here or if you use this microphone or that microphone and that was just i was interested in that in that sort of stuff and i just sort of dove into it head first while all along being a musician but also being interested in audio and then once i eventually went to proper college I was a music major at first, but then I, I switched to um, to audio engineering and graduated as an audio engineering major. Mm-hmm. And that was in the mid-90s. And that's when I started in radio and eventually was was did, did my own music shows in L.A. And I was an engineer for some big radio shows in L.A. And it all just sort of all came together. And it's, that's how it's been since then. That's awesome. I didn't yeah. know that. About you You're either. pretty good at it. You got a natural talent. Yeah. Oh All gosh. right. Well, isn't I that, want... isn't that what they say? I mean, I about about kids because I'm a middle kid. I have an older brother and a younger brother. Oh, is, that isn't, makes two is, sense isn't, isn't the middle kid supposed to be the the artsy one? You know, my middle kid is. Um, she's very artsy. I mean, she seriously. She she was 18 months old, and I remember we were in like this group and there were some coloring books and she sat down and started coloring and this lady was like oh my gosh because she was like color blending and like coloring lines like so perfectly and she's like what in the deal and then like now she can just like look at something and she just draws it and she's like look mm-hmm. this is like the other day she like brought home it was like cat you know dr seuss's birthday or whatever and she brings me this like cat in a hat picture i'm like oh my gosh like she's so good that way and then she's really good in the like dance and music and things like that. She's really good at the piano and she's six. So yeah, I would say my middle kid's good at it. I have yeah. two middle kids and I would say my third is definitely a more artsy one. But again, they're like three, like there's three, they're three, four, six, and seven. And so and my seven-year-old has like really mild cerebral palsy. So he just hates, he's always hated handwriting. He's always hated coloring. He's always hated, because it's hard for him because his right hand, it's his right side that's effective. And he's not like severely disabled or anything. It's really, really mild cerebral palsy, but it affects his right extremities. And so he's has to be, he's forced to be left-handed when he would, when his brain operates in a right-handed way. And so he's never been good at that type of thing. And so I just wonder if, I wonder if that's true. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see as my kids yeah. get older, I suppose. So tell tell us something else unique that no one would know. Yeah. About you. Behind that we don't scenes. even know. About yeah. me? Yeah. Because I, you are. You just, like we said, like you're just like the secret weapon. Just have like all these oh. hidden talents. So like well, what is something that you like, I don't know. What's something? I, I, well, I have a good one. Um, I don't know if I've told you before, but I lived. So I, I. I'm from Southern California. That's what I say. That's the short answer. Mm-hmm. The, the long answer is, well, I was born in San Diego and I grew up in San Diego, but I lived all my adult life in LA. And so LA feels more like my home, which sounds sort of weird than San Diego. But, but if you press me, if you ask me where my home city is, I say LA. But then I also moved to Austria twice. What? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I lived there for most of 2005, and then I moved back to L.A., and then I moved back to Austria from late 2009 to late 2010, so another year there, for no reason. 
just it wasn't a work thing it wasn't for anything i just wanted to live there so mm-hmm. i so so twice i just like sold all my stuff and quit all my jobs and moved oh my gosh oh to be free amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Amazing. Uh, didn't really know the language too much i mean i took some classes beforehand just so i was a little bit familiar Mm-hmm. But uh, but I just went over there, and that's that's actually where where Humulus Productions started my my mobile audio video recording system. That's where right. I really cut cut my teeth because there was so many more shows over there at that time that I could record as opposed to L.A. Mm. Um, at least at least for the music that I was interested in recording. And so I was just I went over there and I brought some equipment and I would just record all sorts of shows just every month. And uh, it was it wasn't easy, but I worked out a system, and it's evolved over the years. And now I have a really yeah. good system. And yeah. and actually, Austria. The first time I lived in Austria was Vienna. The second time I lived there was Linz, which is a smaller town about an hour and a half west of Vienna. But if you really ask me if 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 there's any in, anywhere in the world that feels more more like home than anything anything else, I'd say it's Austria. Really? Yeah. I have I have more friends even today in, in Austria than I do in the States. That is super cool. Yeah. Gosh, I used to travel so much, like when I was single. And I guess maybe it was because I was in the military, like um lived a couple different places. And then I like once or twice a year before I got married, I would just travel somewhere. Like somewhere on a plane. I was just talking to Nick the other night about this. Like, and I just miss that so much. Like, you know, you get married and you have kids and then you're just stuck forever until your kids get old enough to travel with you. And, and actually and when I was, I and when I was over there, I, I wasn't really intent on traveling or going around, but that's just sort of ended up where the shows were that I would record. Mm. And so, and Vienna is fairly centrally located. So I'd hop on a train and go up to Prague or to Budapest or to Venice or to Zurich or to Munich or to Berlin or wherever. That's so awesome. it was all, all sorts of fun. So cool. Yep. I yeah. didn't know that. I definitely I did didn't not know, know that. that either. So I posted on our Instagram, like what questions people have for you and a couple have come in. Can I ask them for you? Too? Yeah. Yeah. One, what is the most interesting thing you've learned from this podcast? I've learned all sorts of stuff. What's the most interesting thing? I don't know mm-hmm. the most interesting thing. What's something that stands out to you that you've learned? Obviously, you, know, you learned what a VBAC is in general. Yeah, maybe yes, if you general. said, like, somebody asked you, what is the VBAC link? What would you say? Well, here's, here's the thing. For anybody listening, Julie and Megan don't necessarily want you to have a VBAC. They want you to have the birth that you want. And if you mm-hmm. want a cesarean, that's all, that's super great. You know, more power to you. The thing is, you're going to learn stuff. Even if you do want a cesarean, you will learn stuff for your pregnancy that will benefit you if you listen to this podcast. If you're a first time mother, you will benefit. You will learn stuff from this podcast. It doesn't matter if you've never had a cesarean. It doesn't matter if you've never had a vaginal birth. There's just all sorts of so much good information that you will learn in this podcast. I would agree. Well, yeah. And would you, so I was going to, another question is, is do you share what you've learned with any expectant parents in your life? Hold on on a minute. Hold on a minute. Well, no. Thanks for that, Brian. That was really really nice of you to say. 
I really like that. (laughs) So to me, to me, Brian, you kind of just answered it a little bit, right? Because you have learned, like, that's one of the most interesting things you've maybe learned, right? Like, is it's not like we're VBAC, obviously, like, that's why we are here. And that's why we created the course and the podcast and the blogs and all that jazz. But like, well, you nailed it. Like, it's not want you to have your VBAC is we want you to have the birth experience that you want, whether mm-hmm. that be VBAC or not. So I, I totally love that so much. And I, well, that seems like a, the answer to me too. Is maybe it's, maybe it's not the most interesting, but it's something that you've definitely taken mm-hmm. away and realized that through editing our past, that's what, that's what we're here for. That is exactly what we're here for is to help these people get the birth that they desire, no matter what that may look like. And one other thing, it might sound like uh, not the best way to say this, but a lot of these women who come on the podcast have learned lessons the hard way. And they Mm want to share their experiences of learning things the hard way so that other women don't have to learn the hard way themselves. Mm -hmm. You you know, you you never, ever, ever want to say, well, I told you so, I told you so. (laughs) But, But I think that's, that's one of the best things about this show is that women don't have to go through all the trauma and all the pain that these other women have gone through. Not necessarily. I mean, you know how birth goes, you never can plan it out a hundred percent, but you know how birth goes now. (laughs) Yeah. More, more than I used to. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I love that. I, yeah. And I don't think it was saying it like, bad or anything like it's true like we have all learned things in hard ways a lot of time and you know like that first year was me like not with my second provider you know I didn't switch and I learned the hard way to follow my gut I didn't follow it the first time I had to follow it the second time and I'm glad that I did so I had the outcome that I and the experience that I had so yeah I love that do you share do you share what you've learned through this podcast with experiencing pa- um, parents in your life. Do you have many experiencing parents in your life? I expectant, guess, like, expecting parent, expectant parents. I mean, that's what I meant. Not experiencing. <laughs> Sorry. That's what I meant. Expectant parents. It's been a long do day. You, yeah. Do you share our podcast? Like, would you, would you share it? I mean, I'm assuming you would. But. Yeah, I would in, in a heartbeat. I've had only one friend who had a kid last year sometime in 2020. And, and I definitely recommended to her when she yeah. was pregnant, I said, Hey, if you want, if you want to learn some stuff, listen to this podcast. You know, I don't, I don't know what her plans were as far as her birth plans, mm-hmm. but yeah, I said, there, there's all sorts of stuff that you'll learn listening to this podcast. That's awesome. And she was a first time mom. Yeah. I know. I think that's something that's so interesting. A lot of the times it's like, Oh, I'll be back. So I don't need to listen to that. But you know, really, like you said, like, the first time parents can almost learn as much, if not more than the people who have had cesareans. Right. Because I, mean, like, I mean, how many episodes do you have on pelvic floor? That's just, something that every first time mother can use. Yeah, exactly. Like at least four, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And chiropractic care and yep. um, working through your fears and big Even babies. The first time parents. <laughs> oh yeah. And big time, ba- big babies and things like that. And learning what's evidence based, you know, that's, we've really focused on a lot of evidence based. So yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. I love that you referred us. Thank you for yep. referring us. Do you know how her birth turned out? Are you, I, I don't does know. She, like, I talk to you about that. <laughs> Most she people doesn't, she doesn't talk to me about it. Um, I've seen pictures of the baby on, on Facebook. 
and yeah. everything looks like it's rolling just perfectly. Going really well. Yep. That's awesome. So you said you have two siblings. You're the middle child. You have, did you say two brothers? Yes. Are they married? Both of them are. Uh, older brother has no kids. Younger brother has two kids. Oh, awesome. Do you know how his his wife's experiences went? I don't know. I haven't asked her. Right. It's not really something you probably would. <laughs> I was just so curious um, if like now that you're, oh, so. I mean, I mean, I, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think she'd hesitate to tell me if I asked because, mm-hmm. you know, she's an adult, I'm adult. It's, right. It's, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I just haven't asked. Yeah. Um, okay. What other questions do you have, Julia? Or what else do you want to tell us, Brian? Um, unless you want to like embarrass us or roast us, I'm so disappointed that there's not going to be any roasting. Throw us under the bus. What kind of dirt you got on us? <laughs> tell the whole world. I don't. I don't have anything embarrassing <laughs> about you. I have something embarrassing about me. Okay. okay. Yes. I want to know. <laughs> that, that's sure. the thing is, I want to know more about you. I want this episode <laughs> to be about you. So, like, tell me about you. Well, here, here's here's one one thing. Well, first of all. I, I said in my bio there that I'm a hardcore introvert and that's a hundred percent true. And this, this story sort of reflects that a little bit. It was when I first started the podcast and I think I had met Julie and I had met Megan maybe once. I forget, maybe not at all at this point, but, but one of you called me, I forget who it was. One of you called me on some afternoon and just wanted to say hi and just wanted to chat on the phone for a little bit. That was definitely Megan. I don't do things like that. <laughs> Probably me. <laughs> and and I, I, I felt so bad because when you called me, I was at the main library oh. and, and I like, I, I couldn't really take a call. I couldn't really talk. I was like totally whispering and I felt bad because I, I wanted to talk. I wanted to say hi, but I was just not in a position where I could do any of that because there was people all around and I was, I don't know, in the middle of something and you can't make a whole lot of noise in the library. Mm-hmm. And so, and so the, the call ended up being like 30 seconds. It was like, yeah, hi, thanks. Okay. That's cool. Okay. Bye. <laughs> and, and, and it, that, that was like more impersonal than I usually am. Mm-hmm. You know, I, no. I'm in, in the first place, I'm, I'm really not, not the most personable person. I'm, I'm not, not friendly at first. <laughs> I really, I think you were. But, uh, but I, I felt bad, I felt bad about that call. But now, but now no. we we all hang out and we're all cool. Yes. <laughs> now yeah, but like, like has put a serious cramp in our style. We don't get to see you anymore. I know. One yeah. day. I know. Day, COVID. Maybe. Darn COVID. How have you been during COVID, Brian? Yeah. Oh, uh, it's been. What, how per- what have you been up to during it? It's been pretty great for me. Working. I call it working from home, but at the same time, I've been an essential worker at both my jobs, and so I've really not changed my schedule all too much but it's been great for me as an introvert because everybody else in the office doesn't show up they're all working from home <laughs> so you get to be all alone and so, just enjoy so, your so at both my jobs i pretty much have the whole building to myself and i can work at my own pace and i can play music as loud as i want so it's been okay that's good have you been do have you taken on any side projects or anything other than everything that we <laughs> everything you throw at me yeah. um, no not really I mean I have all my regular stuff I have uh, about a dozen blogs and a dozen side projects and I have always like a thousand music projects at home which don't really have a deadline so I have a mountain of stuff I can always work on sometimes I get to it sometimes I don't right now it's ski season so I'm skiing every Saturday and every Sunday for months on lucky end. duck 
I'm working both my jobs quite a lot these days, so I don't have much time to do much of anything. Where do you like to ski, Brian? Um, well, living here in Salt Lake City is pretty much the center of the universe. We have all sorts of good skiing here. I, I have one of those multi-resort passes. Mm-hmm. So I have, I've gone to Big Sky, Montana this year. I've gone to Steamboat Springs this year. I actually have weekends coming up for both of those coming up uh, shortly. I don't think I'll hit Jackson Hole this year. I don't think I'll hit Sun Valley this year. I don't think I'll hit Aspen this year, but I've I've skied all over the West Coast. So, What's your favorite resort here in Utah? What resort would you suggest someone to come to Utah and Maybe skier. She's one. She probably wants to go catch you on the slopes one day. It's, <laughs> probably, it's probably not the one that most people would come up with as the number one resort here in Salt Lake City, at least. But I go Snow Basin. <laughs> Snow Basin. Mm, awesome. I like Snow Basin. Snow Basin is is snow. That's the first place I. I uh, at at least for me, I was I was going to say Snow Basin is better than any of the four here close to town. We have Snowbird, Alta, Brighton, Solitude. Solitude. Mm-hmm. But but Snow Basin is the one I prefer. It's got the best terrain for me. I'm I'm an advanced skier. I've been skiing my whole life. Mm-hmm. And uh, then a lot it, of that in was... SoCal, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, sure the slopes were amazing in Austria. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I went skiing at St. Anton in, in the Alps for a week. Oh, I, I skied Kitzbühel. I, I, I skied the I skied the race course, the the Hanenkam race course at Kitzbühel, like a week before the race. It was like it was like the the day before they actually shut down the course for the race, which was totally cool. So I skied the Hanenkam when I was in Austria. That's pretty cool. That's super cool. I just started skiing this year. Really? Like, Did yeah. you? Yeah. So I, I, I yeah. for some reason I thought you'd been skiing for a while. I used to snowboard no. back in the days when I was cool and I'm just a boring mom. I need to, <laughs> I still have my snowboard and boots. I used to go to Brighton because it was the cheapest one and you could buy a half day pass for only like three of the lifts. And it was like only $40 instead of having to pay $90 for a, oh, wow. for a full resort pass. And so me and my friend would go up almost every weekend and we'd go boarding and then we go to the porcupine grill <laughs> at the base of mm-hmm. the county uh, afterwards nachos and yeah nachos and hot chocolate which you wouldn't think go together but after you go snowboarding they definitely do go together <laughs> yeah no i actually begged to snowboard as a kid i begged my mom every year mom i want to snowboard i want to snowboard and she was like nope 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 too dangerous too dangerous and refused and so this year for Christmas, my husband surprised us with also a multi-pass and um, oh, fun. said, we are, because you know, as you guys probably, I hate winter. Like I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I hate being cold. I like being at the pool, feeling the sun and going outside and hikes and sports. And obviously I, um, as of last year, really took up cycling. And so I just like to be on my bike. So yeah, we're going to make your winter better. And I will just tell you right now, if you haven't ever skied before and you have snow in your area and you're listening, go skiing. It has changed my winter life completely. So I love that you ski, Brian. I always remember we would always try to get the podcast recorded. I 
like the end of December. So we were really November. So we weren't driving in the winter and we try to get enough. So oh, yeah. like through February, cause we're like, we don't want to drive to the studio winter. And the studio is an hour away from my house. And when those, some of those snowstorms, it took me two hours to get home. And then there's that one time Megan made me ran out of gas on the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> that yes. was in like midnight. It was awful. Yeah. We were recording with Brian. Like this is how much of a champ Brian is. He would literally stay with us at studio until like 11 30 p.m like it's insane like what this man does for us so we just are overly grateful for you but i always remember he's telling me i saw there was two years or something that you were like yeah i'm going to jackson this week and you know you would go and ski in jackson it's like one of my dreams to go to jackson and ski because we have a cabin there and now that i ski i want to go skiing there because i've heard it's amazing Great one. It's pretty steep though is it steep yeah they have something for everybody good because I'm still not as advanced or confident. My husband says I'm a really, really good skier. I just lack confidence. <laughs> we need I to give your confidence for skiing just like we want people to have their confidence for birth. I know. Okay, one last thing. Would you? Would, what tips would you give to parents like um, listening to the podcast? Like, What do you feel like is one of the most important takeaways from listening to all of these stories? The biggest takeaway, and it's the most obvious thing in the world, birth is not easy. Mm-hmm. It's a monumental challenge. And you can only be as prepared as you can be. You can write down every single thing that you think is going to be a part of your birth plan. And Ju- both Julie and Megan will tell you there's not a single birth plan in existence in the history of the universe that didn't go 100% according to that birth plan. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be some curveball in there that you're not prepared for. Mm-hmm. And it's impossible to prepare. You can't, you can't prepare for absolutely everything. You can make a birth plan. You can make a, a backup plan. You make, you make a backup, backup plan. The best thing you can do is just, just learn, at research as much as you can, listen to the podcasts. You know, I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, you can't, you can't be prepared for anything, but you can just try. And trust your intuition. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and the other thing is, is that I, I, I'm sure you've said this, Megan or Julie in the past on on one of your episodes, and I, I know it's 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 easy for me to say, well, keep this in mind, but keep in mind that you, the mother, you're in charge. Mm-hmm. All the the nurses, the doctors, the providers, they can tell you, okay, we need to do this, and if they, if that doesn't line up with your birth plan, you say, no, wait a second, I'm doing it this way. Boom. I'm doing it this way. You say it twice. You say it loud if you need to. I'm doing it this way. And if they say, if they say, you know, okay, we'll work with this. It, it, it might get to a point where they say, you know what, this is medically unsafe or medically unwise. At that point you say, okay, I'll listen to what you have to say. Otherwise you're saying, I'm doing it this way. I'm doing it my yeah. way. And it's okay to say, why is this medically unwise? It's okay to yeah. question that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're in charge, not them. Love it. Okay. You're awesome, Brian. We love uh, you. Yeah, love you don't so ever much. go anywhere. <laughs> We're going to keep you forever as our secret weapon. Awesome. Yes. Our not-so-secret weapon anymore, but I'm still going to call you our secret weapon. Okay. <laughs> if you ever decide to go to back back to Austria, are you going to still stay with us? Or are you going to be like, peace out, Megan and Julie? Uh, well, you- I mean, I mean, I haven't, we haven't actually been in the same building for like a year now. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure it doesn't matter where and it's, is. and we're still, <laughs> we're still making a podcast. So if, whether I'm in Salt Lake city or in Vienna, we can still work it out. Boom. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Okay. 
Well, if you guys want to know more about Brian after this episode, message us and we'll get your answers. And Brian, seriously, you are just a miracle in our lives. So we love you. We appreciate you. And thanks for joining us today and telling us more that we did not know about you. Totally and awesome. For ski trips. Wonderful. Would you like to be a guest on the podcast? Head over to the vbacklink.com slash share and submit your story. For more information on all things VBAC, including online and in-person VBAC classes, the VBAC blog, and Julie and Megan's bios, head over to the vbacklink.com. Congratulations on starting your journey of learning and discovery with the VBAC link.